Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, Executive Editor of Recode. And I'm Lauren Good, Senior Tech Editor at The Verge. And you're listening to Too Embarrassed to Ask, coming to you from the Vox Media Podcast Network. This is a show where we answer all of your embarrassing questions about consumer tech. It could be anything, like what do I need to do to make my home Wi-Fi faster? I don't get a you new just home. Just put Kara on a spin bike and have her <laughs> spin next to it, and it, you'd be amazed. Yeah. Why are teenagers so darn addicted to Snapchat? Well, my kid is. We should have Louis Swisher on again Swisher. soon we will. to talk about that. He and Casey were plotting it last night. Oh, good. They're going to take over from you. I just that be was careful. It. Yeah. Okay. Good luck Very with that Game right of now. Thrones, let me but... let me tell you how it's going right now with men. <laughs> plotting to take over women's jobs in tech. Uh-huh. Okay. You just wait. When will Kara finally Game accept the Uber CEO job? When are you going to accept the Uber CEO job so we can finally well, get a woman no, in place at that I'm place and get them the Travis. leader they deserve? I know. I'm waiting for... Everyone else is announcing he's not going to be CEO, but I'd like Travis to announce he's not CEO. I have to sleep with one eye open. Doesn't he know if he's following the Steve Jobs playbook that he has to wait a number of years before he can come back in? Steve waited a dozen. Send us your questions. We really do read them all. Find us on Twitter and tweet them to at Recoder or myself or to Lauren with the hashtag TooEmbarrassed. We also have an email address. It's TooEmbarrassed at Recode.net. And a reminder, Embarrassed has two R's and two S's. Yes, indeed. How are you doing, Lauren? Well, you know, I was doing okay until I heard that Casey Newton and your 15-year-old son are plotting to take over my job. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna have to exit early from this podcast and, <laughs> and, go, and go work on my counter yeah, They want to take over the whole podcast. They feel like they should have one by themselves. And they think oh, that would be funny. fine. They can do one on my vacation some week. I'll let the boys do the work for me. <laughs> I'm fine with that. But no, taking over the show themselves. Good luck with that. Well, they're mad with power, Lauren. What yes, can I say? And it, was, sure. oh, it was over. And then they moved quickly to discuss Rick and Morty. I don't know what that is. They moved on. They can do a Eric podcast knows. on Rogan. We're not. They can do a podcast on that. I don't know. They Some just suddenly moved into Rick and Morty, and then I just yeah, left. I left them the room. Rick and Morty. So that's all I heard. All right. Anyway. Well, today, yes. we were talking about transportation, we but are. we're not talking about Uber. Thank God. And while so we're all waiting for Hyperloop or the self-driving car to show up for real, that might take a little while. A long while, I think. A long while. I wish it would come sooner, though. I would like that. Yeah, I would like a self-driving car. I would, too. So we're actually talking about a, a lower-tech vehicle, which is actually, as one of my other son, who has actual facts at his disposal, one of the best ways to uh, save the planet is using a bicycle. Um, bicycles have been a favorite among people in uh, San Francisco, and there's been a lot of movement all around the country around uh, biking and making it uh, easier for people to do. And we're joined here by Brad Bow. He's the president of Lime Bike, which is applying some new tech to bikes. Brad, welcome to Too Embarrassed to Ask. Thank you for having me here. I'm thrilled. Good. Yeah. Yes, it's great. Kara, have you ever used a, a bike share bike? I have. I have. I've used it in London. I went, I, that park they have is real big. And so I started, I was, had, was late to dinner, and so I grabbed the bike and rode it to the other side of the park. But not here in San Francisco, because drivers are crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about dying. <laughs> and in New York, I can't believe people use them, but apparently they're heavily used. There's one right just opened, just one of those, I think it's City Bike, or I don't know who has it now, Ford. I forget who's the City sponsor. Bike. City, City Bike's bike. in yeah. New York. It's pretty big. And then what's the one here now? Uh, Ford, Ford Go Bike. Ford. Go Bike, mm-hmm. right. Yep. Bear uh, bike share. Yeah, so I, I have one down right at the bottom of my hill now, and I think about using it, but then I think about uh, dying in a traffic accident, and I, I change my Decided mind. it's not a way to go. Yeah, I walk a lot, actually. Walking is good. Yeah, I walk a lot. I, use, I was living in New York at the time that it launched, and I never used it for that exact reason. I was very afraid. Yeah, but I think it's great. I think it's great. I've used it in, actually, in Amsterdam, I used it also. I think there was one in Amsterdam. Well, there's a lot going on in Europe that I think And Google. I've used it at Google. (laughs) I've used it at Google many, many years ago. Sergey Brin was obsessed with this idea, and one of his crazy ideas was to drop 10,000. He had a number 
of bikes that he was going to drop on New York City just one night. And he, he had figured out how many would get stolen and stuff, like all of them. What year was this? Uh, many years ago, before when they had the, the bikes at Google, mm-hmm. which was super early. And they were the multicolored bikes, and they, they were cool. People would ride between buildings there, and still do. And he had a, some scheme to... He had some idea of how many get stolen and how many you had to d- drop until they would stop stealing them. And it was really quite fascinating. And so he was really interested. In, and I, all I said is like, what do you think of our bikes? And I said, all I want to do, because they look like they're like the multicolored bikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, all colors. I want to do is take a car and just run through one of your bikes. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, they were so twee. They was like, we're at the beach here at Google. So, but well, I think these it's bikes great, that I, we're talking the, about today. I would not do that, of course. I would not. No, run of over. course not. I thought about stealing a Google bike. I'll be honest. I was very close, and then uh, I was stopped. No. No, I thought, why not? It's a collector's item. Your power is in your words, Kara, not your driving skills. I'm still thinking about stealing a Google bike. Well, the bikes we're talking about today are not multicolored. They are lime green. Lime green. The service is called Lime Bike. Okay. Brad, tell us what is different about Lime Bike. We've read a lot about it being dockless or Mm kioskless. Explain how that works. Those are hard. I can't get them off. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the, uh, the the number one thing really is the tech that's enabled on it, and, and namely that the GPS locations for the user to track and also locate the bike mm-hmm. for their convenience, and also for us to find the bikes. And that will, sub, uh, in turn, that generates the data that we share with cities and with campuses so they can do better plannings so they don't feel dangerous anymore in so the future. explain dockless and kioskless. Now, right now, what you have to do is you have to put a bike on one of these crazy, huge kiosks, and then you have to undo it. It's hard to get off and stuff like that. And it's presumably to protect them and then to document someone borrowing it, right? Right. That's right. So how do you, what do you do? You're in like Zipcar? Yeah, do you just like yeah, leave similar, it on the side of the road when you're done with it? Yeah, exactly. Anywhere reasonable, anywhere responsible, uh, res- you know, anywhere you, you you would live and lock your personal bike, right? Okay, lock. But you it, have to lock it, though. Well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think the, uh, the, the really the significance is the GPS devices on it for the locations and also the smart lock on it. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, 3G network that we enabled on the bikes. So for each of that, the uh, A, that the dock stations is used to locate the bike. Mm-hmm. We don't need that. Right? We use GPS and the app. Mm-hmm. And the second is to secure the bike. And we have the, the bike each has a smart lock on it. So mm-hmm. you unlock with your phone. And when you're done, you just lock it as a normal bike. Oh. And we don't need any kiosk or the docking station and anymore. What is it locked to? You just put it against a tree? or what? Yeah, uh, it's a European style of lock. So mm-hmm. it locks the, the rear wheel of the bike itself. But someone could pick up the bike, right? Yeah, you could. But again, that it has GPS on it, so we oh. can track, and also it has a you know alarm on it. And it can't. People can't just take the GPS off. It got to be really, really difficult for right. that. Yeah. yeah, city full of engineers. I can't imagine. So, uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness, could someone just take the bike home with them and, and keep it overnight at their house if they wanted to? Supposedly they could. The uh, we will know about that. I think the bike is meant to be shared, so it's not supposed to be locked indoors or in the backyard. Mm-hmm. That is for for sure. Right, mm-hmm. but it's okay. Again, that you know, there, there are two things we're really enabling here: using technology to get a read of the expensive and very uh, inflexible dock stations, mm-hmm. and and also the scalability of it. That I think it's about accessibility, right? Throughout mm-hmm. the Bay Area, that total there are seven hundred bikes, I, I believe, in the Ford bike uh, Go bike system, and it's just not enough. For mm-hmm. the users, not only that at convenience, but also as a daily transportation, you need enough supplies How in much order to do that. A regular size city. I, I think New York is a great example of that. New York launched with six thousand bikes, and now they have ten thousand bikes. 
But for a city like New York, their own estimate is 80,000 bags to uh, really enable it. So that's, huh. that, I think that was the number Sergey was talking about, like 100,000 bikes in New York. Right, and exactly. And 20,000 get stolen. So you drop them wherever. Where, where do you start? Because people could take bikes where you don't want, you could have a whole bunch of bikes where you don't want them to be, right? Uh, there could be. I, I think there are two parts to it. The one is that user, are user being responsible as if they are parking their own personal bikes? If they are, then we're fine, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the city has the sidewalks and the docks and the racks. And if you would, would look at the, uh, the racks downstairs, they're not used. Mm-hmm. It's empty there, it's already installed. So that's one piece of it. And the second piece is that small percentage will be taken to some unwanted place or that. Then we have the uh, on-the-ground operation team to uh, to rebalance. To rebalance. Oh, so they come right. and pick them up and then they distribute them right. somewhere else more populated. Right. Now how, now, how many cities are you operating in? We currently are in five. Okay, and yeah. San Francisco is one of them. Uh, San Francisco is not yet. It's not, we're, we're still so there's a permit issue going on here, right? right? We're in the process to apply for the permit for San Francisco right mm-hmm. now, and the, uh, since they already have a dock system, and the, the contract is written as an exclusive mm-hmm. you know, contract that we, we discuss oh, and, and, and They're getting talk. a lot of money from Ford or Blank or whatever. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But uh, the... Uh, the you know, our approach is work with city and communities, right? We see us being part of it. So right. we're working with the city and then explain and the, the benefits, and now we are in the process. They open it up, right? We're in the process of getting the city permit right now. Uh, what cities are you in? Uh, we're in uh, Seattle. We just launched about a week and a half ago, mm-hmm. and then Cape Biscayne in Miami, South mm-hmm. Bend in Indiana, mm-hmm. and uh, Greensboro and uh, UNCG. As well as South Lake Tahoe, so you ever spend the summer South there, you Lake will, Tahoe. yeah, you will get access to our fleet of bikes. Fleet of bikes there, and then, you, but you put them into play, like wherever you go, you decide how many bikes should be in that region, correct? Uh, we started always that a phasing process. So we started with a relatively small amount, and then based on the data that we'll yeah. be adding, you know, adjusting, right? Either increase the fleet or decrease the fleet. What's an average fleet in a city? Uh, in a city, I think what we ultimately think will be a one to a hundred ratio. Meaning right. that in a, in a city like San Francisco, where we should be having about eight thousand bikes, mm-hmm. really to empower the people that want to use it on a daily basis and have the access when they need it. Did you ever think of like doing an Uber kind of bike thing where people borrow each other's bikes? Or you, 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 it's your own bikes, right? Yeah, it's all our own bikes. Which you then ma- maintain and manage. That's right. So we thought about the uh, the the peer to peer bike sharing, you know, network as well. And mm-hmm. the two issue with that is that a, uh, you know, for the personal bikes, that it's really hard for share since they're all customized to like different height, different you know size. Wom- uh, woman and man has different needs, all that kind of stuff. And then the second part of that, when when there's so many a variety of them, it's really hard to maintain them. You right. know, all the parts, all the skill sets, all that. Sure. It's much easier that we have a fleet of bikes. And what kind of bikes are they? Uh, they're cruisers. Cruisers. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we're making it based on the you know users' need, right? For Seattle and San Francisco, you know, for example, those are the two cities are very hilly. Hilly, we mm-hmm. have hills, yeah. Right, so we develop a uh, A-speed bike, mm-hmm. you know, for, for those two cities. And, and this is like really, really hard to see in the past of shared bikes, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the shared bikes in the past is sell to government. 
meaning that they don't really care whether you use it or not. They already mm-hmm. got a money paycheck on starting day one. Versus mm-hmm. us, that as a consumer technology company, the number one thing we care is whether users like it right, or not. Right, people use it. Right, right. right. So when you're looking at cities, I mean, some of the places you mentioned, South Bend, Indiana, uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, right, you said that's was another right. place. I mean, what are you, these are college towns. Yeah. Uh, are you looking for that kind of population? What are you looking for when you are thinking of going into a market, expanding into another market? What yeah. sort of data points stand out to you? Is like, this is a good place to drop a bike share. I think the, uh, the two most important thing is, number one is the density. That the bike is the bike is perfect for solving the last mile transportations. Mm-hmm. So it has to be dense enough, right? If you look at some of the cities that no matter where you go is five to ten miles, the bike really doesn't work. And and this number two is really the size of it, whether you can support a successful and and a sustainable bike uh, you know bike share program. So we're looking at density that's above two thousand per square mile. And the higher the better, of course, and also a minimum, you know, city size roughly about uh, 200k, that uh, 200k and above. And for some of the city with schools in play, then that number could be dropped a little bit since the school has a much higher frequency, you know, of bike use. Right. What about things like weather? What about things like are people there already into biking? I mean, stuff like that. I would think would that, also factor in. Yeah, it will factor in, but not necessarily the, the priority for us. The mission for the company is to get more users on the bike and ride more. Right. So this applies into two things, right? For weather's, yes, you know, South Lake Tahoe, for example, that we can only operate there for about less than a month, mm-hmm. but it's fine. That when they need it, I think we should be there to to uh, supply the bikes right. and whether they're biking or not this is like a island with you know wearing shoes or not right if they are like seattle that's great our uh, uh the pickup on the uh, the bike share is tremendous after we launch there but if there's a city that not custom to you know bike rides we're more than happy there and educate the user to do it right all right so let's talk about the bike sharing services there's all kinds of ways to do this. Why don't you like break apart? Like manuf- bike manufacturers could do this. There's this venture back thing. You just got a mm-hmm. big round of funding we'll talk about in a minute. Yep. There are corporate sponsors. Talk about the economics of how these things work. Sure. To start with yours. Yeah, I think the, uh, the, the key thing here is that a bike share looks like a really low tax, simple thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually rather difficult. It's one of the most complicated business in the Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. If you think about that, then most of the software companies do not have the hardware design, manufacturer, supply chain, shipping, import, export, on-the-ground operations, and deployment, all kinds of headache over here. And if we look at a hardware business, most of them do not really deal with, like, uh, you know, government relationship or urban plannings and all the things like that. And if we look at the, uh, you know, some of the combination of all this together, then you look at very, very long value chain. That I think the bike manufacturer is part of it, right, being part of the this initiative, but they cannot really handle you know the software development, the hardware. I mean, the uh, the bike, the bike hands, and that data science part of it. Mm-hmm. And for most of the software com- companies, they're shy away from like pol- political issues, government relationship, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very complex. So that's why I think we yet to see another company that are really doing this and success being so successfully. The, I cannot, what do you? Yeah. How much does it cost? Com- to right. Cost? And the co- the, uh, the unique economics then comes back to this that there are two parts. You know, to the bike itself is straight up that our bikes are roughly about like $300 mm-hmm. and at, at a manufacturer cost, you're looking at a retail price of this you know, equivalent bike, maybe 900 to to $1,000, right? Mm-hmm. Manufactured by the, uh, the top manufacturer, bike manufacturer in the world. Mm-hmm. And 
the we what we believe in the mission again that is we want to get more users to write more, and that you know a fundamental economic assumption behind it is called a lower lower uh, broader base lower rate. I'm not sure you heard of that this no. term or not, but it's used a lot in. Uh, I was sleeping through that part in economics. Well, <laughs> <laughs> most of economics. So we we currently that we can look at two approaches, right? We can look at you know. For the Go bike, for example, the dog dog based bike, they charge the user on a daily basis like ten dollars. New York, twelve dollars, right? Uh, Miami and uh, uh, some other places, fourteen dollars for a bike ride. Right. That's more expensive or double your Uber ride. Mm-hmm. And here, what we believe in is that you know our pricing is a dollar for thirty minutes, mm-hmm. and you know, way cheaper. But what we believe in is that we can get more user to use it and use it more. So in in the equivalent that if we look at the uh, back in the unit economics that if a bike got written by four times, you're generating about $120 on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. And for $300, you know, know, bike, right, we can recoup the investment in about three months. Mm-hmm. And of course, that on top of that, we have other costs, Ma- right? right? Maintenance, operation, mm-hmm. technology, and mm-hmm. marketing and PR, you know, all the things that adds up. But still, that will work. And put you into, I love numbers mm-hmm. as a <laughs> tech company. Let's put numbers into perspective. That we launched about 10 days in Seattle, mm-hmm. and we launched 500 bikes there. We're mm-hmm. generating about 2,000 rides per day. Mm-hmm. And that's already achieving the goal of about four rides per bike per day. Right. And at the equivalent time of launching week, just uh, you know, for San Francisco, they launch about 690 bikes, and their average rise per bike per day is about 0.5. Okay, and half a mile. Yeah, uh, no, users. times. Oh, okay. We're at four. They're okay. at 0.5. So right. it's about a because nobody can get them off those damn docks. And it costs much. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, there's a barrier to entry. You have to enter your credit card information. It's like getting it's like, one of those things at the airport. Like, yeah. You know, one of those. And then yeah. I just drag the bag. Do you use those things stuff. at the airport? Yeah. I'm seeing a whole other side of you now. Really? I, yes, I have children in the old days. They don't carry seats. their damn luggage. Right. Well, when they were babies, yeah. they weren't capable of doing that. But you're just, I'm looking forward to Ask Lori about children. this when he purports to take over <laughs> my show. Yes. I'm nervous. I got her on the run. Louie's got her on the <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, they don't seem to be used a lot. They don't, although sometimes they are. In some places, they are. New York, they are. They are, yeah, for sure. Which is interesting. Yeah, New York when they launched, however, they are they're generating about one rise per bike per day. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, the limitations are a that you know it's too complicated. We're mm-hmm. in a smartphone era now. They're right. based on a ten years old technology. Right. And b that is too expensive. Right. right? What I what think the we, smartphone idea part is crazy. Like putting in your credit card is an old. I mean, if you could open it with just your smartphone, it would be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Right, it's literally one click, one mm-hmm. second, you're on your ride. So mm-hmm. let's say I were to take a Lime bike from Caltrain to the Embarcadera we're around here, where we are right now, and leave it out, you know, lock it up outside of the building here, just leave and then it just leave blocks. it for the day. That means that another, your re- recurring revenue comes from the fact that another user could open up the app, yes. see yes. that that bike is idle where I've parked it, and just take it. Right, that's all about the concept of sharing, right? That there, there are different uh, user cases for the bike chairs that, you know, some of the commuters come in the morning and then leave in the afternoon. And there's, right. there are, you know, lunch grabbers, there are coffee, you know, grabbers, that mm-hmm. also city trailers goes for grocery shopping during the day, mm-hmm. running errands. And those are the usage. 
that the uh, bike, a shared bike that could be be utilizing. Yeah, 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 that's interesting. So if if it doesn't take off, these things don't take off. You know, point five is not very impressive for most of these things. Why don't they take off? Difficulty of use, right. uh, expense, high cost. What else? Lazy uh, ass people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really the convenience. Uber is cheap. Uh, right. Uber, Lyft are cheap. Like, yeah, they yeah. are. But yeah. the uh, uh, and then the other significant thing that other people tended to overlook mm-hmm. is really that you know the the, uh, the user case. On average, that our data shows all the data shows on average user bike about between somewhere between a mile to three miles, and average bike ride is twelve to fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Now we look at the uh, you know dock stations, right? That more than often you walk for five minutes to get there. You take you another five minutes to get back out. And mm-hmm. when you get to the desti- to, uh, destination, you walk another five mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. That's 15 minutes for mm-hmm. 12 minutes ride. On top of, mm-hmm. Right, what was supposed to be an easier right. commute. So, I would love to see data on cities that are considered to be more casual or occupations, the usage among people with occupations that are generally more casual. Because I think yeah. some of the barrier I hear people say, I have to wear like a dress to work or right. I wear a suit and tie and I don't want to get sweaty mm-hmm. on my way to work. And that's, right. for some people, that's Although, like a real barrier. Like Amsterdam, they're all in yeah. suits and dyes. Right. Well, the, but that's ingrained in their culture at right. this yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, in yeah, That's the places. culture we want to create. Right. We want to create that bike share is, you know, not only normal, but also it's yeah, trendy. Nice if Americans were like Europeans. These days. <laughs> <laughs> wish that was the case, but it's not. So. New York world is see you, a lot. If you had to go on CNBC as you did this morning, no, it's because you ride. Funny, the bike? But I, you know, I, I've been to Amsterdam and they just ride like that with their suits on. It's really interesting. They're super comfortable. They have different bikes too. They ride their kids around and everything in those wagons in front, and it's a different culture. But no, I wouldn't because of. If I got stuck, I guess I would if I wanted to rush. But walking is just as fast, it seems like, because of these getting them out of docks and stuff like that. Right. Or taking an, a, a Lyft or an Uber much quicker. Who do you see as your biggest competitors right now? Well, I, I think so far the biggest competitor that the uh, – well, maybe it's not directly answer the question right away. I think the biggest competitor is exactly what you said, is the culture of biking that is non-exist right now. That yeah. if you look at Amsterdam, it's 40% of the plus of the traffic on bikes, and the Danish people rise over you know 25% of that. Mm-hmm. The, and in the U.S., it's less than a percent. Right. And our goal and mission is to increase it from 1% to 2 to right. 3 mm-hmm. to 5 why yeah, not we 10 ride, we ride right. bikes as kids and then continue right. Right. everyone yeah. knows that the, how to ride a bike that yeah. that strikes me and then also US has the uh, highest bike ownership per capita Mm-hmm. But you just so we the, own them, but we don't use them. I, I think there, there are a few reasons of it. That the culture is more about recreational instead of using yeah. on a daily behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the second thing is the uh, you know you, you ask that uh, you know people tended to live in suburban. It's a pain that you drag your bike yeah. to the and city and they get stolen. And right, get stolen. exactly. So yeah, that's always them. fun. Yeah. yeah. What about electric? Scooters. Well, There's a service here called Scoot yeah, that we I've know been them. seeing a lot of. That's scooters and, and, or electric uh, bikes. Electric bike. Yeah, I mean, if you in, in other other E-bike. countries, I don't know if you've spent time. I have spent time in Vietnam. I mean, crossing the street among the scooters is like an exercise in faith. <laughs> 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 I really hope yeah. I don't get hit, but you don't miraculously. Knock on wood. Um, I mean, there are places around the world where people just live on their scooters, and so do you see that as a competition? Because it seems like maybe it's a little bit easier for people. I think it's actually. Add on that the and it's in our roadmap as well that will add the scooter or electric assisted bike. Yeah, into I saw a whole bunch fleet. coming off of a truck yesterday in San Francisco. Of scoots? Uh, uh, no, not scoots. It was electric bikes. Oh, 
Where they jump? That's another one. That I, I might have been jump. I, I think it in. should be jump. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're testing. Yeah, they were pulling them off of yeah. a thing and installing them somewhere. Right. It was over near uh, Zuni, which is interesting. Yeah, that, so you have that on your plan, but electric yeah. bikes are part, like assist, I think electric assist. Assisted. Yeah. Assisted bikes. So in Dreesen Horowitz Investor, Jeff Jordan recently said, and your fundraising round was what? What did you raise? Uh, 12 million in total. Yeah. From them and others? Yeah, that's okay. right. Um, nobody in this market will win on patents. It's all about execution. Can you talk about that? You know, bikes have not changed that much since they were invented. Um, mm -hmm. But can we talk about what <clears throat> innovations and what makes one service work better than the other? That I, I think there, there are multiple fronts of it. The, uh, the the first thing is that if you look at the bike itself, we have one downstairs. If you got mm -hmm. a, you know, a few minutes to check it out, right? Mm -hmm. When you look at it, it feels like they're largely the same, mm -hmm. but it's not. That okay. when we design a bike that for for bike share, that you know we have to design a bike that's so flexible that what, yeah, you know, sturdy and one size fits all, and also, you know, anti theft measurements mm -hmm. goes into there, and then the, uh, the you know low maintenance that is one key thing we have to take into consideration. Yeah. And one of the key thing that it being overlooked is that a shared bike that will be shared and heavily used that the safety measurements we put in there. You know, not like some of the uh, other companies or competitors potentially put in there using a, a very uh, fragile V-brake. It mm -hmm. works for a week or two, but mm -hmm. gets dangerous when uh -oh. the weather is not there. No one wants a mm -hmm. exactly. break going out on a mm -hmm. hill right. in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So what yeah, especially moving. not your hill. It's right. like <laughs> Princess Bride that happened. No, that was a cable car. I don't know, whatever. Right, so we put in like roller brakes and then we put in uh, drum brakes that mm -hmm. is weather sealed and also it's metal on metal that, mm -hmm. you know, much more powerful, robust and safety. Uh, measurements put into there and also all the safety measurements that's one being part of that on the hardware itself mm -hmm. and then software that has to be easy to use right it's not right. you know a, a program well, that's that the appeal they presumably the software I don't know if you know this but I used to be a biking instructor and I can fix bikes stop nice. it I can a biking instructor, instructor like a spin 17 class years instructor old. no you kidding I'm not like that everybody reach down we're together in this. No, I think I could do that. I'm like, keep cycling, you assholes. They would, people would pay for that. No, that's true. No, I was a camp counselor. I took kids on bike things, and I fixed the bikes. So I, that's all I did. It was a horrible summer. Really? Yeah. That actually sounds quite fun. I had a little thing where I maintained all the bikes. I'm wow. really good at it. How old were you when you did this? 17, 18, something like that. That sounds actually quite fun. It was fun. It's fun. We I should invite you to be our brand ambassador. Yes, I know. <laughs> Promote <laughs> by culture. Wow, if she's not, well, I don't know. I she's kind of tied up right now doing meditation voices yes. for another guest yes. that we had on the show. <laughs> Everyone wants Kara Swisher to be their <laughs> brand ambassador. I think for editing, <laughs> preclude her like, from doing such a thing. What's wrong with you? But, <laughs> oh my God, I would, people would, in Silicon Valley would pay for a spin class with you screaming no at way. them. No way. Yes. I so. No, I don't think so. You should start practicing. Also, because I can hardly keep up. I bet. <laughs> At some point, you'd switch over to your Ariana Huffington voice. Hello, how are you doing? I probably let slip some tidbits it that you heard from your sources. Yes, wow. exactly. I'm envisioning this now. What um, would we call it? I don't know. Swisher cycle? No, not soul cycle. Like stress cycle. Anyway, um, <laughs> so so let's talk about um, where it's going. Because in San Francisco, you know, they've been doing a lot of bike lanes, irritating yeah. bike lanes, I have to say. And there's a big fights between. It's so confusing now as a driver, no matter what, because there's so many bike lanes, but they've been doing bike lanes. People have been trying to get carless downtowns mm -hmm. and just very similar to Europe. Can you talk more about this? Because that's assuming that would help your business is less cars, more bikes. Yeah, I think that's a lie with our vision really is that the, uh, as a venture capitalist before, right, we talked a lot about 
future, you know, urban cities. transportations, right? The city, yeah. how it looks like, all that. And a few things that we cannot uh, really deny or we have to work towards is mm-hmm. that, you know, more uh, the urban should be more environmental friendly, should be more energy efficient, should be healthier, should be less polluted. And all those things as up together, you then inevitably we're talking about electric cars and bikes and walking. Those are the right. three main, you know, transportations. And for us that we want to be part of it and contribute to it. And one of the key things for the urban planning today is uh, everyone pretty much is guessing since there's mm-hmm. no data. Right. right? Where should I put the bike lanes, how wide it should be and then, you know, how do I change the infrastructure? And and, and there will will always be debates about things like that and nobody has data. Well they're ugly debates too. There's a lot of fighting here. I know, right? The uh, I've read the news in there or that but what we wanted to show is that's with the new technology or that we will give them the data where mm-hmm. people are biking, where they start, when they start, where they finish and when they finish. And that will be u- <coughs> utilized to a better planning, and then we have a foundation that there's no argue about, right? And and also the uh, you know with that part that we again that goes back to your earlier question is that we started with bike, and then we'll add the electric assisted bike to it, and then mm-hmm. later on we might even add like kids bike to it, we add cargo bikes to it, cargo, and expanded the uh, the use of you know bike as a as a transportation. Mm-hmm. So those are the things we will contribute to it. But I think the significance there is that how do we use data? How do we use that to smartly design our city in the future. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing very interesting is a chicken and egg thing that you know you two exactly pointed out, right? Mm-hmm. It's too dangerous to bike out there. Yeah. And that's one of the main right, ma- one of the major concerns. Yeah, cars are and, and Car- for the humans are dangerous. Humans on their cell phones. Humans yeah. on their cell phones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole oh, yeah. humans cars. operating vehicles. You Plus cars is even more dangerous. <laughs> 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 Plus humans and cars. For example, I was a mayor of a major metropolitan area. Let's I just would say. bar cars and also people going to the bathroom on sidewalks. I have a feeling you're going to win my platform at least one of those <laughs> those platform no, but it's promises. really interesting cuz the fighting but, here is really quite ugly so among between bike people and car people. Yeah, and unfortunately people get killed. They do. They do. And it's very hostile and it's really inter- it's a really interesting struggle that's going on. Although I would wager to say this is anecdotal that I think here people are generally more accepting of cyclists than in other cities. I've, New York City, New York is New York's tough though. Still, um, there's always been cyclists, but yeah. but here, I mean, especially in Silicon Valley, um, you know, everyone cycles everywhere. They do, and, and yeah. for sport. They're so cyclical. it's like everyone. I remember the first weekend I moved to Silicon Valley, I saw a group of people out on Sand Hill Road cycling and I said, oh my God, there must be a race going on. There are like 50 no. cyclists and someone just, no, that's just what happens <laughs> yeah. on a Saturday in, yeah. in Palo Alto. You might saw me there. So, well, yeah. <laughs> Someday I will tell you my story of John Doerr and Sergey Brin showing up my house in bike shorts. I really think I've heard this. I thought, wasn't Larry there too? They were all in bike shorts. It was very unfortunate, the entire incident. I was not expecting I think you should tell us all now. No, it was just, you could, just you could imagine how I felt when I opened my door and there yeah. they were in bike shorts. Well, one, one statistic here is... Don't wear bike shorts, anybody. We're nice They're called chamois. Whatever, I don't care. I don't like them. I don't like to see people I cover on them, I can tell you that. They so pad your areas. Whatever. Not attractive. Anyway, uh, in just a minute, we're going to answer some questions. You're so patient with us thank you so much thank you for making horrible remarks about people in bike shorts glad i didn't wear them today yeah exactly what's um, planned to <laughs> anyway we're here with brad bow he's the president of lime bike applying some new tech to bike sharing and uh, he's going to answer some questions when we get back 
But first, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Laura. Kaching. Thank you. Today's show is brought to you by Amazon Web Services. Developers love Docker containers because they give applications portability and consistency all the way from your laptop into production. Amazon EC2 container service from Amazon Web Services makes it easy to run Docker apps in the cloud. Deploying, operating, and scaling your infrastructure happens automatically with Amazon EC2 container service. Best of all, you only pay for the AWS compute and storage resources you use. With Amazon EC2 container service, you can focus on building apps, not managing your container infrastructure. Learn more at ecs.aws. Okay, we're back with Lime Bike President Brad Bow, and now we're going to take some questions about bike sharing. We've got quite a few from our readers and listeners. Lauren, do you want to read the first question? I would love to. Thank you. This is from Kevin. He's Kevito, Kevito920 on oh, Twitter. If he insists. Some people in New York City believe that bike sharing is for people with a lot of disposable income. Oh, How can these services change point. that mindset? That and we a had very a very good point. We had a second question uh, similar from Brian Libet, who asks, bike share in LA requires online sign-up plus a credit card. How can this be made more accessible and inclusive to all? Okay, Brad, I'm going to throw these questions to you, but I'm going to say with one caveat, you can't just say, Use Lime Bike. Uh, so uh, how can you change the opinion that this is for people with disposable income and how can people make this more accessible? Yeah, the, the, uh, that, those are great questions and those are the things that we have been thought of when we start a program. So I think the, uh, the first thing in terms of accessibility, that's what we intended to do and also what we believe in is a low, uh, broader base, lower rate. The two significant thing here is coverage. A that you know, if you look at New York and many of the docking station, you know, basic programs, they don't go to the neighborhoods that's less privileged. No, like and we thing, do like grocery everything. Right, but for us, that we we are going to uh, provide a service in all the neighborhoods in the cities and communities, and we have been demonstrating that in South Bend, in Seattle, and many other markets that we launch with. And then the second part of that, it really is pricing. Again, that, you know, how many people fork over 10 to $14 for a bike ride? Right. right. And for us, that we lower the rate to a dollar a ride, then it's much more affordable. And on top of that, we're also working with the cities that provide low-income programs to give the access and also much low, even much even lower rates for the low income uh, population. And then the second part for the, you know, again, that's a, a, a not only a user experience part, uh, part of it, but also accessibility, right? What we are doing is with a smartphone, it's so easy that literally is one to two seconds. they still need that credit card, correct? Yeah, uh, for now, yes. Well, so yeah. I wonder, I mean, maybe this exists already, but are people, is anyone doing tap to pay? What if you could just use something as easy as Apple Pay or Android Pay and just go up and like tap the bike with your phone? That's then, yeah. That's on the roadmap too. That will mm-hmm. use App, Apple Pay and Android Pay. But again, that you know, these are the things that are not addressing the non-banking and non-credit card user mm-hmm. or non-smartphone users. You will well, break most the word. Smartphones. That's a right. Yeah. Lots of people have smartphones. We still need. A, I guess you still need a credit card for yeah. those services. Right. The uh, what we are a uh, credit card or debit cards. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. credit card. But we are what we are doing is that you know for the low-income program also uh, uh, accessibility program that the, uh, some of the users just can call the 800 number and unlock the bike. So we will unlock the bike remotely for them. Mm. And that's one thing we're doing. And for the next generation of the bike, that will incorporate like keyboards and, uh, and Bluetooth, meaning that they don't need a credit card, they don't need even a smartphone to mm. unlock the bike. And what's interesting, I bet a lot of these bikes are though in downtown areas. They're probably work more work-related than rec- any just riding around. Like people go from like the ferry building to a job. Right. 
more, I'm guessing the use cases are much more work. It's more more about that. So but when you get out to people, neighborhoods where people live, there's probably fewer of them, no matter what the neighborhood, whatever income level, correct? Right. Right. I would assume that like, Pacific Heights does not have a lot of these bikes aren't hanging around Pacific Heights or a different part of Because you're saying people are just... For downtown, like mm-hmm. no matter what their income level, they use them for a downtown usage versus a is there versus a more suburbs in the city kind of thing mm-hmm. like uh, actually both really? we, we've seen both that the, uh, the other part is really running errands and mm-hmm. also you know going to in a neighborhood yeah in a neighborhood going to lunch or going to bars at night right. that you know for example right. that drunk e- on a bike <laughs> so if you sell if you want to send a snail mail today yeah. what's your option Walk or driving, right? Yeah, that's true. what about that scenario we describe as yeah. too far to walk, too short to drive. Right, that's true to go to the post office, which is right. another experience. What about buying some groceries? Yeah. What about true. you know? Yeah, yeah. Just absolutely. Yeah. Uh, speaking You're of buying letters, kitty litter for your Louis cats, Louis sent his first letter ever, and could oh, yeah, you were saying it. that he, he said he didn't know how to address it. the envelope. It was amazing. It was shocking. It was weird. Anyway, um, let's have him on to talk about it. But when he, he just walked. He attempts to, to take office. over my show. He just, I made him walk. So that's okay. Weird. Yeah. Okay. okay. He managed. So that. Would you like to read the next question? Yes, I will. Here I you go. Shall. This is perfect for you. Is bike sharing a thing? Coastal dense cities only, or can it be mainstream in the heartland? You're in South Bend, Indiana, right? Yeah. So, answer that question. Apparently not. They like bikes in the Midwest too. Yeah. I All think right. they do. So it's, it feels like a coastal thing, a lot of these things, but it's not. You don't feel it's like not. it is. No. And then we are, and also Greensboro, if you think about that, it's not that a coastal yeah. city per se, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, but it's a real. There are bike share services in Chicago, too, I believe. Yeah. I'm guessing yeah. you need to have a college town around for a lot of these, though, right? What's in South Bend? Indiana. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, that's what I mean. Indeed. It's not necessarily college per se that we're, we're in discussion with many other cities that I think the uh, the human need is very similar, that you still go to work, you still connect your transit, you sure. still grab lunch, you have coffee, and run errands. Sorry, where's the weirdest place a bike has been? Uh, in the river. In the river. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> See, that's not weird to me. I'm okay. Yeah. So what happened there? Uh, I think it's just, uh, yeah. Just, just yes, yeah, always this kind Probably of thing happens. But there was a story in the news recently about a bunch of Google bikes being dumped in a Stephen Creek. Yeah, yeah. It was just one day they were all sitting there in a big row, and they just were red and colorful. And I was like, I fucking hate Google, and I'm going to run over their bikes. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Not people. I feel like seeing a bunch of Google bikes in a dry riverbed is like an art installation. I forget they just served me fresh kombucha, and I was like, this enough of this. And I yeah. just was like, I'm going to take their bikes down. <laughs> Oh God! I didn't do it. Next question. Uh, these two questions are about Uber. Okay. Because we cannot Uber. avoid Uber. We cannot escape yeah. it. But it's a good point. This it's, is from it's Uber slash Lyft slash blah blah. Yeah. These two questions are from Doctor Hammer mm-hmm. and Oscar. Oscar. Why use that over public transportation or, or Uber? And is bike sharing the ultimate Uber competitor? Mm, interesting. Yeah, it's like the uh, Uber slash Lyft slash blah blah blah. Totally the. Okay. Uh, I think they they uh, they're not really competition per se, but it's a, a all part of the uh, multimodal transportations, right? But why use bike? There are many reasons. It's cheaper, it's faster, mostly in the city, and also it's healthier. They are compared to you know Uber, Lyft, as well as uh, even the bus. That I have a screenshot that I think the you know everyone can point on on the map itself, like just anywhere between a mile or three miles. You will look mm-hmm. at you know here's what I'm looking at. 
biking seven minutes, walk, you know, getting a Uber thirty、right. minutes plus、mm-hmm. five minutes wait, right? Right. And then walking is nineteen to twenty minutes, and public transportation eleven minutes plus average fifteen minutes wait. Is that from here right now?、Your、it's right here. Yeah, yeah. I'm somewhere here. Salesforce for that because of all the darn construction、yeah. that's going on right now. And then now. That, that building. Besides the point. Yeah, <laughs> that building is there. Building least I, favorite building in San I Francisco. Don't、like、that building. Right. And then thirty minutes if you drive plus、mm-hmm. the、uh, the time to get get parking. And here is five five dollar. For parking, here's two and a half dollar for the bus.、Mm-hmm. Here is seven dollar for the Uber. Here is a dollar or a dollar,、mm-hmm. and also helps the environment. And wait,、exactly. with a helmet, the best deal around. Is there a helmet with that? Uh, no, that's the question. No, no okay,、helmet. Kelly Krause, can we make helmets a requirement? That's something I also think about. I'm not carrying around a helmet, and I don't want to wear other、right. people's helmets. Exactly.、Right? But Carrie, you look so cool in a helmet. No, I'm good with a helmet. I just don't want to wear. I'm like,、wow, just, that's the issue. Is I'm not carrying. Just lugging them around is really difficult. Nobody looks in、mm-hmm. those helmets. But you have to have. No, them. but you have to.、Uh, not necessary. I think it really not necessary. <laughs> some friends who've had some issues, so I, I think I think it's important to have the helmets. I think, but you don't have them obviously, and that、no. would make no sense whatsoever. Right. I think the、uh, we we studied a lot of statistics. As well, that the helmet, that two things. That first of all, that、uh, shared bike riders tended to be have much lower accident rates. Oh, given、okay. given the bike, the way we、uh, design them, they cannot go really fast, right? It's very sturdy, very balanced, but do not go really fast. Right. And the second part is the shining lime green. That just give the alert for the drivers goes around it. So New York again, for example, out of the last eight years they operate the、uh, bike share program, they had only one fatal accident, which happened about two months ago. So for the first like seven years or so, they had zero. And in in the meantime, that New York has a lot more accidents in terms of bike accidents. No, that's because people are racing around and those exactly those messengers. So it's does not, New York bike share use helmets? No, does not. No, does not how, require. How, how much not more? How much more does it cost for a company to create some type of basket or bin on top of the bikes that can carry a helmet? I think the carry part is really easy. It's that what Kara just said. You don't want to wear someone's helmet. Exactly. Hello, I don't want to wear your helmet. No, I mean I wouldn't want to. I mean I I know you've had that lice issue in the past. <laughs> I have. Oh, you know, I have. I just. I but no offense, children. No, I mean, everybody who's、no, no, no. in small children.、Uh, no,、issues. I mean, yeah. I guess if it's a matter of safety, what if people want to carry around their own helmets? That's what. Well, I guess that doesn't、fine. matter because they're、yeah. going to take it with you anyway. Yeah,、right. that's the issue. And the second yeah, thing,、like、and the second thing that is really from Seattle. Better heads. <laughs> yeah, I used I had a professor at Stanford who used to drive him crazy when people were whizzing around campus. Yeah, and, me too. And going super fast, and he'd say, "You pay all this money to come here, and some of the most brilliant heads of this country, and you're not protecting your heads with helmets." Yeah, I know. Just, just I know <laughs> two people who have had very one died. I just it just gets in my head, so to speak, on this issue. I think everybody should wear helmets, even if. It doesn't help that much. It helps a little bit. So okay. So even though the data, some of the data show that bike shares don't necessarily need helmets,、to. I think you should use yeah. helmets. Yeah. Yeah. But、That's、you're not、mine. made to by San Francisco. It seems like、no. something San Francisco would do.、No. Only it's a county by county law. So、right. Seattle, that the、uh, Seattle does the King County does require helmets.、Mm-hmm. And what we are doing is we're promoting and educating users to bring their own helmet.、Mm-hmm. We are giving away thousands of helmets.、Oh, okay. And also that we will be you know selling very cheap but very Great. high quality helmet. helmets. Right. Okay. But the thing is though, in, over there that there、oh, there's always debate that what is the best safety measurements for biker. Yeah. And the、uh, you know some of the answers the data shows is. 
more bikers on the road is your best protection. Mm -hmm. If the helmet is discourage people from riding on the road, Mm -hmm. then it becomes a a kind of like catch-22, right? right. So what we, again, what we wanted to do is create a safe environment for the bikers, for the communities, but the number one thing is more bikers on the road. Right, absolutely. All right, next, Lauren. Next is from Hannes Flow Mark II. That sounds like a camera. I don't know. Hannes Flow. Is it even profitable with bikes getting stolen all the time, or yeah. is everything connected and tracked? Yeah, I think the, the answer is uh, yes. Uh, you know, yes to both. Right. The first thing is exactly as the uh, the average said. Once it gets to the amount that you know a few of the bike got stolen or damaged, it's fine. And also that the the bike theft. We we had a few attempts. And they gave up, right? Since they cannot sell the bike, they cannot repurpose the bike. What's the point of stealing them? Just and picturing the Craigslist ad now. <laughs> Bright lime green bike with branding that you know says lime right. bike on it, but I yeah, swear. Criminals I are just, so smart. Right. And also, every single bike is tracked. <laughs> And that the uh, and also has alarm. You yeah. know, all bike if it's locked and be moved. It's easier to steal Kara's bike, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> probably <laughs> worse more. <laughs> tires are selling flat, so lime green it. bike with yeah. alarm mm-hmm. that has not yet turned off. But yeah. don't worry, it will just come right. by it. Yeah, it's gonna just <laughs> all right. Really, last two questions. That's we gotta second hand go. market. Okay, Irfan uh, Baji. I use Divi in Chicago to get around. I'm saving money and I'm exercising. The biggest hurdle for most people is safety. How do we convince people to try it? Back. To this question how do we convince how do you convince people to try it get off your ass that's your job <laughs> that would be mine get, get off, off your ass back to yeah. s- swisher cycle <laughs> <laughs> i think the few things that we're doing right now we educate the user we give out free rides right make it lower entry barrier for them to try at least the first time and one of the magic moments for me mm-hmm. that is the user when we talk to the user they said i've never written a bike in the last 10 years yeah. now i'm doing it yeah and that's one of the magic nice. moments that uh, we we heard and also work with community and city to educate the users and the last thing that we did is uh, to you know only only uh promoting the utility of it but also the farm piece of it so we had a a program that's running in seattle called a lime ride over the weekend we create a, you know 10 different destinations user collect stamps at oh, each point what do they get? and they will get like you know ice cream free ice cream here they will oh. get a nice coffee here they will get a prize at the end I like that and that that encourages this sense of like you know writing not only for work but also for fun marketing and ploy so very that nice. day alone that would generate 2500 rise yeah. in, you know uh, Uber in Seattle. delivered puppies you might think about that anyway <laughs> last question Joseph Boulevard hit kittens Hey, Lauren, as if I don't exist. Know any bike-sharing startups that are using electric bikes? I'm lazy. Yes, you are, Joseph. See, Joseph knows Joseph knows this is my show. Step back, Louie and Casey. I know you need this. I'm starting a war with my son. So, uh, Joseph, we did talk a little bit about this earlier, but... um, we know of at least a jump. couple. What else? So you might have some. And then there's scoot, which is scooters, yeah. not electric bikes. And then it seems that Lime Bike is planning on expanding into this area. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I believe others are as well. And you can buy them too, by the way. If you're that rich. And you can buy them. But I think he's he's talking specifically about bike sharing. sharing. Joseph, I, uh, I encourage you to go back and listen to the earlier part of this conversation uh, just before the break. Those are the ones we know yeah. off the top of our heads right. at the moment. Terrific, Brad. This is really helpful. We think it's a great thing. People should bike. It's good Thank for you. the environment. It's good for your health. With helmets. Yep. With helmets. It's good for in general. And less cars is always better, I think. Right. Kara, would you like to go for a bike ride this weekend? No. 
with you? No. <laughs> no, I'm going to Kentucky. Would you like to ride bikes in Kentucky? I probably will not be doing that. But when I get back, I will come down to that area you live in down south. There are some serious hills by I know. where I live. Well, here too. I don't know if you noticed San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Here yeah. Street. Yeah. It's, there's a big song about it and everything. All right. Brad, thank you for coming. This has been another great episode of Too Embarrassed to Ask. Thank you for having me here. Yes, Brad. Thank you so much. And also, thank you for inspiring Kara on her newest business. Yeah. If she's not going to run for mayor and make <laughs> bike riding completely mandatory in this city, she's going to start Swisher Cycle and all of you Silicon Valley people can sign up and just... Yes. Because yeah, many platforms. for punishment. It's many platforms. If you all enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did, be mm-hmm. sure to subscribe to the show and you can leave us a review at itunes.com slash Too Embarrassed to Ask. Uh, but seriously, subscribe. If you do, you'll be the first to listen to new episodes every Friday or catch up on previous episodes where we answer all of the tech questions that our listeners have been too embarrassed to ask. And if you're not on Apple Podcasts, you can also subscribe to the show on Spotify, Google Play Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or you can just go to the website, go to thelovelyrecode.net and go to slash podcasts and you will find them there. Indeed. And while you're there, you should check out our other podcasts like Recode Decode, Recode Replay, and Recode Media with Peter Kafka. Or you can listen to The Verge Cast, which is hosted by Neelai Patel, editor-in-chief of The Verge. And don't forget to tweet your questions ahead of time to at Recode with the hashtag too embarrassed or email them to too embarrassed at recode.net. Thank you for listening. And thanks also to Digital Media, the company that distributes this show, including Beth O'Connell and our editor, Chris Basil. And thank you to our producer, Eric Johnson. We'll be back next week to answer more of the questions you've been too embarrassed to ask. So tune in then.